You're listening to the Lawyers with Purpose Practice Success Podcast, hosted by Lisa Rozier, featuring attorney Dave Zampano, along with frequent guests. Whether you're a seasoned estate planning attorney, an attorney looking to add estate planning and elder law to your existing list of practice areas, or you're just starting out, this podcast will give you a solid plan for success. Listen now as Dave and his guests share their personal journeys to practice success and the insights they learned along the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Practice Success Podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier, joined today with Dave Zampano and special guest Connie Ashbrenner. And Connie, you're all the way in Alaska right now, aren't you? Yes. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks. It's fun to be here, I think. Well, Connie, it's always fun for me to be anywhere where you are because your enthusiasm, you are one of the most positive people I met. Uh, over my years, and I'm proud to be affiliated with you. And as I think back of your journey, you know, we are talking to lawyers who are at all different parts of their journey. Um, Some are struggling, some are figuring out where to go next, some are trying to get to the next level. Um, Maybe you can give us a brief history of your story, where you started, the timelines, and then kind of how you got to where you are today, and how you would define that. My why story. There you go. My why or how Yeah, Yeah, your story. Yeah. And so I get to do what I do because of how I was brought up by my parents. Gotcha. My dad was an attorney. He did civil rights litigation in Mississippi in the 1960s. My mom was a special education teacher. And after my dad worked in Mississippi, he opened a native law. Um, Well, he started practicing native law for, um, a firm in Portland, Oregon. And then he moved in probably about 73 or four to Washington, DC and took a job at Department of Interior, um, Division of Indian Affairs Solicitor's Office. And so our whole family moved to Northern Virginia. And I went to high school and college in Virginia. And, um, And then he went from Department of Interior to working for different native organizations. And then ultimately moved to Alaska. And I think when I was about 12, I decided I wanted to be an attorney. Um, My dad took me when I was about six on a plane from Salem to Pendleton to argue in front of the Oregon Supreme Court. And there's a picture somewhere that I should really find of me in like a little blue velvet dress with white gloves (laughs) and a little purse. And I was going with my daddy. And uh, I don't think he took any of my brothers to arguments like that. But he totally influenced me in how he helped large groups of people. And my mom as a speech teacher helped helped people in school with speech problems and reading problems one-on-one. And what I get to do now is what they taught us. So I get to teach and given workshops about estate planning so people understand what it is before they make some decisions that are very important in their life. And I get to teach by giving workshops, but I also get to use the legal part and put planning in place so that if something happens to them, they're prepared. Um, I've practiced since 96 here in Alaska. I worked in a small firm doing everything that came in the door for the partners and then worked for a native regional corporation here in Alaska as in-house attorney. And then I worked as a public defender in Barrow and in Anchorage doing criminal law. And they all help me, I think, be better at what I do because I've kind of seen a lot of different 
problems or issues, whatever you want to call it, from different sides. And I started, I left criminal defense and went to work for an estate planning solo practitioner who also did Medicaid planning. And after about eight or nine months, I left that firm and I started my own office, but not being totally sure about doing estate planning, I went back to school and got my teaching certificate because I thought, well, maybe I'll just leave practicing. But I didn't get a job at the German school. And I just kept practicing. And then in the spring of 2013, I got a postcard in the mail from you, Dave. And it said, <laughs> what if there's more to estate planning? What if basically, what if you don't know it all? You know, there's estate planning, asset protection planning, veteran administration or veteran benefits, you know, Medicaid planning. And what and basically you asked the question, and that's it was hook, line, and pulled me in. What if you don't know it all? And I thought, oh, maybe there's more to this than I think. And so I came to Peachtree, Georgia, and mm -hmm. went to the program and you know, some other people were there. I think Jeff Baloma was teaching the class, and uh um I joined and I mean, I, you know, if you want to talk numbers, my income went up triple within a couple months. I signed off with Rosalind Droder to be my implementation coach because she was in California. And she said, when are you going to do the workshop? And I was already doing workshops at senior centers when I joined. My cousin had counseled me and he was an attorney. Start doing workshops at the senior centers. And then you teach and you, you will know how, what you're doing better. And so I called three senior centers in December of like 2010. And within 20 minutes, they all said, I just said, hi, I'm Connie Ashenbrenner, estate planning attorney. I'd like to come to the senior center and present a workshop on estate planning. And they said, great, when? <laughs> and seriously, it was that easy. I had them all booked. I booked them like six weeks out and I wrote a workshop. And then when I started with LWP, I just tweaked it because I was already doing a lot of it. And, you know, Jeff Belomo says, follow the system. And I do. And I started and I've been following it. And um, I haven't implemented everything that's possible. But I'm here. Well, I think. Connie, let me, let, me, let me pause you. Um, Interesting story. You in your mind, I remember you in those early days. I remember you traveled alone, right? You didn't have a team. You were just starting your own practice, like you said. Um, what 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 were the things that scared you at the time? Um, obviously, you getting that postcard, it sounds like scared you, like, what don't I know? So think about people on the call today who are trying to get to a point of success in a practice or another level of it. What are some of the fears and thoughts you know they might be having and what advice would you give them? You know, when you work with the coaches and they say to you, what's your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal, you can reach it. And I never for years did a maintenance program and now we're doing it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just enroll every single person in the maintenance program. And, you know, we're just doing it. I'm like, oh, if I'd known it was this easy, 
I would have done it from the beginning, you know, and, and, and so that's just an incredibly easy thing to add. And then you have income coming in from it. What else was easy or what was challenging? Uh, learning this area of the law better. And so I just took advantage when you did those legal technical hours on Mondays at noon, Alaska time, four o'clock Eastern time. I told all my clients, you won't get me at that time. I'm listening to a webinar and learning. And I did it whether I had a question or not. And I learn really well orally. So if you tell me something, I will get it. And so those are really helpful for me. And uh, um, reading the listserv questions, helpful because you learn about areas you don't have right now, but you'll just put that in your head and your brain and you'll have that information going forward. Uh, learning the drafting software, there's a learning process. And so I've made mistakes, had to correct them and gone through it and just asked a lot of questions through the legal technical help desk when I'm not sure or how to do stuff. Um, You know, you said something that goes back to things I've said for years, and I'd love your opinion on it. You said, you know, I started doing the maintenance program, and you hadn't done it. And, you know, in hindsight, you wish you had done it from the beginning, and that's one of the challenges, right, is there's so much information. Where do we start? What do I start with? But there's another saying that says, if you believe it, so will everyone else. Um, so I suspect that the transition for you, and again, I'm, I'm using this as an example because for you, it was the maintenance program for, for other people could be getting into this area of the law, for other people could be getting, changing their role in the law firm, right? It comes to when you believe it, then it becomes real. So something happened that you shift and said, well, okay, maybe I'll try this maintenance program. And then all of a sudden it was easy and everybody, just like everybody said, right? Kind of like follow the system, just do it, it works. What, what is what would you tell yourself differently if you're doing it again? What piece of advice would you give yourself to help make the path perhaps smoother for you or less cumbersome or less tenuous? I think, I think it would be doing the planning. Say more about that. Well, because uh, there's when you do the planning, so if you do, if you go to taper and you do planning for the next quarter or six months, and then in your office, set aside time wherever you choose to do it so that you're doing monthly planning and then weekly planning, that planning, when you have a goal that you want to reach in three months and you need to back out of it, um, I had a friend one time and he kind of taught me if your goal is at the top of the ladder, how are you going to get to the next rung? And so you just kind of got to work it and figure it out and back out of it. And so it's reverse engineering. What step has to be in place here to get to the next step? And then you just kind of move forward and then you reach the goal. And so planning, when you do it, and I'm guilty of not doing it, um, is when you do it, then you figure out the stuff you can delegate, which is lovely. You can get it off your plate. And then you figure out the stuff that you have to do. And then you look at the calendar and you put it in this half hour block and know I need to make that phone call. I need to look at that statute or whatever it is. And then you're just checking them off and you're getting them done. 
And it's really nice. You don't end up with the time on the calendar where the client just canceled. And now you got a two hour block of time. And what am I going to do? You know, Connie, your insights there are huge. Let me just break them down because you speak so simply and so soft. But to me, it's like a freight train just hit me. And let me let me just tell you why. Number one is, well, no, at least I'm telling you. Oh, Hattie, usually we're talking about a hair color and always talk about freight trains. Freight train. No, I tell you why. Because it this reminded me, it reminded me so much of the simple things in life. But what Connie just described, and again, Connie, what we've been having on all of our calls and what's been, what's really come out from a lot of different successful lawyers is at some point in their practice, their mindset shifted. So here we always talk about the four pillars of success. Obviously, you got to know what you're doing, the legal technical knowledge. Number two, you've got to know how to market efficiently, like our RMS system and things like that. Number three, you have to know how to operate. So you need metrics and you need data and you need your focusers, right? But the fourth and I think most important element of a successful practice is mindset. And one of the things by you saying that little story about planning and you you just say no so nonchalantly, oh, we go to taper and we plan ahead. And then, then you do work in your own office quarterly and then monthly and then weekly. And you said, oh, and I plan and oh, sometimes I don't. And you know the difference when in your practice when you do and don't, right? There's a noticeable difference and you're nodding your head for those that can't hear the nod. But here's what I would say. That's a mindset shift that I think all successful lawyers have to make at some point. And that is to go from being a reactive uh, law firm owner to a proactive law firm owner, right? So many lawyers, Connie, and, and maybe this was true in your prior life, they woke up every day and saying, okay, which shit's gonna hit me today and how am I dealing with it? And how am I gonna make more revenue today? Whereas it sounds like when you look at the planning and we know we have that whole planning system with the color-coded cash flow calendaring system to support it, you really wake up and you do know what you're doing. You know what you're expecting because I love your analysis of the ladder, right? Your goal is at the top of the ladder, but you can't start at the top of the ladder. The, to get to the top of the ladder, there's a number of steps, you know? And, and so I love that insight. What say you hearing my perspective on that? How might you say your perspective or mindset has shifted over the years as you have become more successful? And then what advice would you have to lawyers as to what would be an example of positive, helpful mindset. What was the last part of your question? The second part was, what comments would you have for lawyers as to what would be good and positive mindsets for them to have in growing their firm to the next level of success? Well, you gotta believe what you're doing. And so I have positive affirmations all over my house. You would, you maybe wouldn't be surprised, but like right above my desk, it says she believes she could. So she did. Hello. Awesome. How are you? Awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> I function on genius time. I have time to do what I choose to do. Be good to Connie. I feel incredible today. I am successful. And of course it has today's weather forecast. 85 degrees Fahrenheit, light tropical breeze, and sunny. And you live in Anchorage, Alaska. And I live in Connie World. It happens <laughs> to be in Anchorage. But 
The books I would say they need to read are Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. It's a paperback this thick, quarter inch, five by eight. And it's all about what you believe. It's the difference between conscious and subconscious mind. And what, what happens consciously, I'm pounding on my table, or subconsciously, I'm a million dollar attorney, secure in my knowledge, efficient at, at solving problems and worth every dollar. And so when I say that to myself before I go to sleep at night, my subconscious makes that real. And so when you have had an up and down day and you're ruminating on it, it didn't go well. If you think about that before you go to sleep, that's what you're getting the next day because your subconscious will make that real. Instead, if you say, I love myself, I take excellent care of myself, I drink tons of water, I exercise, eat right, that's what you will get. And it, and, it, and it also, so it talks about saying it to yourself, but it all talks about how close it is to prayer before you go to sleep. That book, I think I read it in 2016, changed my world. I used to tell all my clients at the workshops about it because I would say to them, you have huge momentum right now having come to the workshop because you're here. If you wanna update or change your documents, say this to yourself at night for 10 nights going forward. Think about the peace you will feel in having your estate plan done. So what I would say to people thinking about wanting to make a change is to consider how will it feel when they are in those shoes and they've made the change. I will feel incredible. And so Feeling is a Secret is an excellent book. It's short. It's a quick read. The Big Leap, because often we're thinking that we can't go to that spot. And it's that book will help you understand you can. And just the whole idea that you are what you think. And if you think you can do it, you will. I've had so many situations in my life where, well, I was kind of nervous and scared. I didn't think I could do it. And people said, you can do it. So I did it. I flew by myself at age 29 to Europe into Vienna, Austria. Okay. They said I could do it. I did it. I moved to Barrow, Alaska by myself. It's cold more than cold there's polar bears I went there <laughs> you know and and people said you can do it at the gym when I first started my practice I talked to another attorney she is now a judge now and 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 she said to me there's no reason it won't work of course it will work and you just if you think like that you know so I used to I used to joke a lot because it, I would call like Rosalind Droder and other people on Friday afternoons and I'd say, I'm in a wet t-shirt contest here in my office this afternoon because it's raining because the phone's ringing and people are calling saying, hey, would you do this presentation? I'm like, okay. You know, it, it just happens. Mm -hmm. Well, here's my thought though. So two things, the mindset, critical, right? Believing you can, keeping those positive influences around you. I would say that's the start, right? Because mindset and having the phone calls come in are great, but that doesn't create a dime of revenue, right? And knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to. What, what are the other things that go with that mindset to bring about success for you? What are the other things that go with mindset? That yeah, so like I said, mindset doesn't generate revenue. It doesn't get you a client, right? It, you get, it, gets you, it gets you 
the universe, right, conspires, right? Your, your phone rings, hey, come speak here, come speak there. That's all great things. Those are what we would be called marketing. Marketing doesn't get you sales. Sales doesn't get you profit, right? Because when you think about it, when you're running a business, you got to generate revenue and you got to manage your expenses. And you always got to make sure your revenues exceed your expenses, right? To make sure you're working efficiently, to make sure your positive mindset and all the things it's generating are being utilized to the maximum amount. I'm assuming there's other things you rely on other than mindset, tools, uh, processes. What are some of those things to go along with that mindset to help bring what that, what that mindset creates an opportunity? What are the other tools that you utilize to turn that opportunity into real success? Well, when you talk about bringing money in and expenses, we have a budget. And then you know some stuff's going to come up once a year. And so you're an accountant. I used to take like my um, the malpractice insurance payment. It's due in July every year and divide it by 12 and put that much in savings every year, every month. So then when I get to July, there's the four grand I need for that. And I take it out and I pay for it. And then Lisa Rozier, I think you did a financial spiel at one of the uh, tapers about finances and um, and. And so, I don't know, we have, I don't know, I, I spend, I get, I'm not the money person. And so, so it's planning. So you, you actually, so you're planning into your success by having budgets, by managing your cash flow, by making sure that those opportunities that come in are captured into real life clients, getting the work done, getting it done well. And then, you know, I do use the, um, the LWP suggestion of blue, yellow and green on the calendar. And I actually wear these sweater sets. I have green ones for days when people are giving me money. I have deep blue ones for vision meetings and marketing. And uh, I like that. But what I learned is I used to do the workshop calendar and I just planned for like four months at a time. And then I realized basically this isn't working because it takes too much time. It takes as much time to plan for a year as it does for this much. And so I plan everything by the year. And so I start, you know, it's all planned. You know, I start with vacations, conferences, okay. workshops. Put your important stuff first. Right? Oh, first thing I always do is put in my wife's birthday, anniversary, the kids' birthdays. Yeah. I write myself out for those yeah. days, right? And so we got it all planned. And then I know when I'm going to be doing workshops. And so we do advertising and various, you know, newspapers and communities, places that are free. And we do three months at a time for workshops because seniors are busy. They can't come next week, but they can come in three weeks. So they'll come then. And then um, because we have processes and systems, you know, I was thinking about LWP before I said I would do this call. And I thought the way I always used to explain it, do not take offense, but it's a law office management practice system. That's a little bit like a franchise because they will teach you how to answer the phone and then convert that person either to a workshop or to a consultation, and you're explaining the whole process to them. And then you plug them into the system, so they're coming to the workshop, and at the same time they call, we're scheduling their vision meeting so that they know the next step and how they're gonna figure out what they're trying to accomplish with their planning. And then going forward from there with design and review and signing and funding. And uh, it's a system, and then it's nice because when you have a system and a process, 
but people don't get lost in it, you know? And so, yeah, the prospects, yeah. The follow-up systems and and that nature. So that's the business side of Connie, right? The, the mental side is Connie's, you know, all those things you have around you, which I love. I love, I love the story of you're, you're so fashionable to begin with, but the idea that you're wearing the colors of the color coded cash flow calendaring system on those days is really cool. Um, because you're even telling yourself, hey, this is a light blue day. This is a dark blue day, a light green, a dark green, and yellow. Today's a yellow day, which is gold, right? We know yellow turns into gold, right? And we know that yellow and blue makes green. So enough yellow time and blue time will always give you the green. And I love that you go that next step of, of wearing the clothes colors. And then I think the final thing is knowing that there's a system underneath that supports it all the way along so nobody falls through the cracks. I think that was your last point. So well-spoken, um, I think we're kind of running down. As you think back, give us a story of your success, maybe over the last 10 years and what you would say to others as to what's possible for them. I was doing estate planning before I started. And so this has helped me tremendously, I think, to be better at it and to understand it better in all areas. And for somebody who's like transitioning and they want to get out of quote litigation, or I had a friend, she was like trying to get out of doing guardianships all the time. And I was Googling something earlier today and it was all about these people who were doing litigation. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I wouldn't want to do that because you're just fighting all the time. And I just don't want to fight all the time. And I don't want a life driven by motion practice. You know, if I'm going on vacation on Friday, I don't want somebody's under the wire, sending me a motion. Now I got to deal with, I don't like that kind of stress. And so for me, estate planning, I love, I mean, there's not a nicer area of practice. I don't think because you're really helping people. And I think the clients, when they make their plan, they're all acting from a place in their heart because they're trying to put something together. So it's easier for their loved ones when, and if something happens and it's just for me, a truly the best fit. I mean, I've done so many different kinds of practice. And so it's given me a taste of those other areas. And for me, I mean, I'm working in my house. Look at my carpet. It's gorgeous. It's fun. Wayfair, you know, and I'm looking out. I can't wait for the snow to melt, not melting fast. And uh, (laughs) because the garden's going to come. But I think with, you know, this type of practice, you kind of have to do it in steps and figure out in stages what you're going to get done first. You're in control is what I'm hearing you say. You get to chart your own course. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Connie. I'm so proud. I think back the first day I met you and what you've become now, you've become something that other people look to uh, for success. And uh, what I love is you're doing it your way. Some people hear that word franchise again, not an accurate description, but similar the beauty is you get to do it your way, though. You get to put your oh, yeah. flair on it. You get to put your focus. And that's what you've done and made it your own. And that's where, where the success comes from. So congratulations, Connie. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for sharing with, with all these folks as well. How would people get a hold of you, Connie? If people want to reach out to you or kind of learn anything more, where would you send them? Uh, well, we have a website. <laughs> we got a phone number. The phone number is 907-334-9200. And the website is akwillstrust.com. 
So, so yeah. anybody wants to reach out to, they can. Lisa, anything uh, else from you, ma'am? Connie, so inspirational today. I loved your story um, that you've been all over the place. And it's just amazing when um, you're, it's very evident that your parents were so influential in your foundation and everything. So um, just thank you for sharing your story and all of your insight with our listeners today and me, because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and for all of our listeners out there, as always, this is the Practice Success Podcast. You can um, get additional episodes by visiting us online at lawyerswithpurpose.com. And once again, Connie, thanks for joining us. It's And your website, one last time, is akwillstrusts.com. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Practice Success Podcast. Visit www.lawyerswithpurpose.com slash podcast to listen to other episodes and to subscribe. We'll see you next time.